Aloha and welcome to another episode of English 2.0 Podcast. My name is Cal and thank you so much for listening today. Today we're going to do current events episode number four. And this is regarding the recent events, of course, held, or not held, I should say, that occurred at the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, D.C. just a few days ago. So these events took place on January 6th, just so you have an idea. And we're going to look at one article today from The Hill. And I'll link to it in the show notes. You can find it at thehill.com. And The Hill is listed on allsides.com as a center-leaning uh, source of news. So uh, we can read the news from that perspective, from a non-biased perspective, well, as much as we believe the uh that the hill is non-biased. Uh, and I do like how the site is laid out. They have all the articles listed on topics. And when it is an opinion article, they have opinion clearly listed. So we're going to read an article today called Congress Affirms Biden Win After Rioters Terrorize Capital. All right. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. So please read along. I highly encourage you to do that if you can. If not, that's fine. I'll try to explain the terms and vocabulary as much as I can without disrupting the article too much. In the past, um, I have gone over a couple of different articles to show you both sides today. I'm just going to look at this article because it is fairly long. A lot occurred just a few days ago. We want to make sure that we cover as much as possible. There are a lot of really, really good new vocabulary terms that you want to note down as well. I've listed a few to get started with in the show notes. So if again, if you have access to the show notes, which you can find at alsensei.com, then I highly encourage you to read along and note down the vocabulary starting with the list that I have there. Again, if you find any new words, vocabulary terms that are new to you, note them down and then look them up yourself. So as this is major news, I'm sure most of you are aware or heard this wherever you are around the world. So on January 6th, uh, that was the day that the joint session of Congress was going to officially count the votes, the electoral votes for Joe Biden and certify his victory. And of course, this was well known. This is part of the you know, uh, regular official electoral calendar. And so we knew this date was coming. Well, if you were not following the news or, you know, if you're not, not following current events up until this, so this was kind of a big shock to you. Well, it was well known also that uh, Trump supporters, President Trump supporters were planning this rally on the 6th in Washington, D.C., to challenge the electoral count. Now, did they plan to do this kind of violent attack? We don't know if it was planned. I don't think so, just looking at the evidence. But we did know that they were planning this rally, this event, 
And even President Trump gave a speech at this event, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well. But then, yes, the about a hundred or two hundred of the supporters stormed the Capitol building. Stormed means ran towards, and I don't want to say attacked, but they um, rushed toward the Capitol and overtook the security there. So I'll read the article so we uh, can get started here, but I just wanted to set up the background. So let's get started with the article. Please follow along if you can. I'll try not to break away too much, but I will if I need to explain certain things. All right, so here we go. Congress on early Thursday morning formally affirmed President-elect Joe Biden's election victory after a mob supporting President Trump violently broke into the Capitol the day before. Okay, so that's uh, the main headline or the main uh, paragraph of this article. And so he is now, uh, Joe Biden is now officially president-elect. So that means he's not officially president yet. He'll take office on January 20, 20th or 21st. I forget which, which day. But one of those, the 20th or 21st. And then he'll officially become the president. 20th, I believe. So from now, there's about 10 or 11 more days until that occurs. So in this last 10 or 11 days before that, we'll call him President-elect Joe Biden. All right, let's continue the article with the next paragraph. The extraordinary attack on the symbolic epicenter of the U.S.'s democracy left the building in tatters, at least one rioter dead, and... Lawmakers in both parties shell-shocked by the unprecedented threat to their safety in a building previously thought to be virtually impenetrable. Okay, so a lot of vocabulary there. Um, so left the building in tatters, so like in ruins or damaged. Uh, at least one rioter dead, yes. Yeah. So one uh, woman was killed. She was shot by a Capitol building police. And she was uh, killed during this attack. Um, Shell-shocked. So this means basically, yeah, shocked. Um, Surprised and shocked. And unprecedented means it has never occurred in history before. And the building was thought to be impenetrable, which means not... (laughs) They thought it was well um, guarded or fortified so that this could not happen. But they were quite wrong. And we can talk about that after. Again, after the article, I'll come back with my opinions as well. All right, let's continue. Shortly before 4 a.m. 4 a.m., wow. (laughs) I didn't realize that. Uh, After lawmakers formally tabulated each state's electoral college votes, Vice President Pence announced before a joint session of Congress that Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris had won 306 votes over Trump's 232 Okay, so we knew that uh, was the case, and this just made it official after the joint session of Congress confirmed. And Vice President Pence is the person who does the counting officially. All right, let's continue. The images of chanting Trump supporters smashing windows, brawling with Capitol Police, and marching unimpeded through the rotunda quickly ricocheted around the globe, stunning Washington, the nation, and the entire free world. 
while leading to accusations from lawmakers in both parties that it was the president himself who had incited the riot. All right, so we need to take a pause here because there are a lot of things to talk about here. So we all saw, if you saw the videos, people smashing the buildings, breaking in. Um, unimpeded means without uh, being blocked or without obstacles in the way. Rotunda is the kind of the main central area in the Capitol building that you see sometimes on the news. Just the name of that place. And then uh, these ricocheted around the world. So um, basically it was broadcast from TV station to TV station around the world. And country to country, city to city. And accusations from lawmakers, okay, that it was president who had incited the riot. Okay, now, this is the key phrase, incited the riot. Okay, so riot means that, yeah, people not only protested, but then started to vandalize and steal and break in, basically violate the law. Okay, because if you protest, you can peacefully protest without doing those things. But once you break in, once you start to damage things and damage property and steal property, then you are rioting. Now, incite the riot. Well, what does that mean? Okay, so incite means to encourage or persuade or ignite or even directly call for. So they're saying that the president himself was the one who incited this riot. This, I'll call it a storming of the Capitol building. All right, let's continue. We'll come back to that later. So this is a quote. There is no question that the president formed the mob, the president incited the mob, the president addressed the mob, said Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming, the third-ranking House Republican he lit the flame. Okay. So that's a supporting statement from the last uh, paragraph that they're accusing the president of inciting the riot. Let's continue. The vote to certify the president-elect's victory in the Electoral College, the final step before his inauguration on January 20th, there it is, <laughs> is largely a matter of, uh, matter of course, but part Party leaders in both chambers decided that delaying it, even briefly, would deliver the message that the mob had won. Next. Instead, they raced to finalize their votes, accepting the state tallies, hoping it would send a very different signal to the stunned country. The nation's democratic institutions remain strong, even under direct attack. Let's do one more paragraph here. This is a quote. We must and we will show to the country and indeed to the world that we will not be diverted from our duty, that we will respect our responsibility to the Constitution and to the American people, said Speaker Nancy Pelosi and said while presiding over the House floor. Okay, so that was a quote from Nancy Pelosi. She's the Speaker of the House, which is similar, I guess you could call her like the third in command after the president and vice president. 
Here's another quote. The United States Senate will not be intimidated, will not be kept out of this chamber by thugs, mobs, or threats. We will not bow down, or we know what was sorry, we will not bow to lawlessness or intimidation, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said as he reconvened the upper chamber Wednesday night. Okay. So just so you have an idea, Nancy Pelosi, of course, is a Democrat from California, and Mitch McConnell is actually a Republican from Kentucky of the Senate. So we have a few uh, different voices there um, from both sides saying that, you know, the process of the United States will continue and we will not be threatened by these rioters and thugs who are trying to block the vote or the count. All right, so let's continue. The day's proceedings were extraordinary, extraordinary even before the arrival of the violent mob, as more than 100 of Trump's closest allies in both chambers had vowed to challenge the election results in as many as six battleground states, where they claimed without evidence that fraud had been rampant. Okay, let's pause there. All right, so even before the attack, well, they called the attack or the, the mob, um, rioted. So, allies of President Trump in the both chambers, I said, so the House of Representatives and then the Senate as well, were going to challenge the electoral count. Now, what that means is basically during this process, they would just give a speech, just stating for the record, you know, his, history that they believed that the election was stolen or there was fraud and that they didn't, did not think that the count was accurate. Uh, and so there were a hundred, according to this article, over a hundred of President Trump's allies in both chambers. Now, again, if you can, if you haven't listened to the previous uh, current events episodes, I encourage you to do that with the episode number one and then episode number three which are related to to the uh election and i've I've gone over some of the the um why you know they believe that there was fraud in this election so if you want some of the background of that um now there is evidence of fraud um as i've pointed out in the last episode however the key point here that the what they mean is that there is not enough evidence to overturn the election results. So they're not so clear about that, in my opinion, in this article. Let's continue. The House and Senate were less than an hour into separately debating the first GOP objection to a state that Biden won, Arizona, when the rioters breached nearby office buildings and eventually the Capitol itself. Both chambers went into recess for more than five and a half hours as law enforcement struggled to contain the chaos unfolding inside the Capitol. The mobs breached the Senate chamber, broke the glass of one of the center doors leading into the House chamber, and vandalized Pelosi's office nearby. Terror and chaos reigned at the Capitol as lawmakers, staff, and reporters in the House and Senate chambers were told to hide under their seats, given gas masks, and eventually evacuated. 
One of the rioters who broke into the Senate chamber sat in the chair of the dais reserved for the presiding officer while yelling in support of Trump. Another swung from the base of the visitor's gallery, while a third was seen with his feet propped up on a desk in Pelosi's office. In the House chamber, police officers drew guns and improvised by placing heavy furniture against the central door to prevent the mob from making the way inside. Making its way inside, excuse me where lawmakers, staff, and journalists were scrambling for cover. All right, so a lot occurred there, yeah. It's basically just describing how the events occurred from the the people inside the Capitol building's perspective. D.C. police confirmed that one unarmed woman was shot inside the Capitol and later died. Three other people... A woman and two men died after apparently suffering separate medical emergencies near the Capitol grounds. So we don't know much about those yet. We do know that since then, a fifth person has died, and that was a Capitol police officer died of wounds uh, after the attack a few days later. Uh, Numerous Capitol police officers were also injured. All right. So I'm going to stop with the article there. So I think we got the main idea of what happened. Uh, But we do know, of course, that President-elect Joe Biden was confirmed. So he will be sworn in in the inauguration on January 20th, which is about 10 days from now. Uh, But since I'm recording this on the 10th, yeah, a lot um, has occurred in the last three or four days since this riot occurred so some of the big things that are being discussed now of course the main the main thing is that the democrats and some republicans are calling for president trump to resign and if he doesn't they're going to well regardless of that they're filing papers for impeachment again so you remember that president trump was impeached earlier in the year and now they're doing they're going to file the papers the article articles of impeachment again but they still want Trump to stand down to resign even though there's only 10 days left because they they believe that he might you know do some crazy things in the last 10 days here um of course president trump has always said that he will not concede he will not stand down. Um, now, the other question is, okay, so how involved was President Trump in all of this? Because, um, you know, did he organize this? Or did he ask or did he call on these people to, to do this? And what was his involvement? So earlier, as I mentioned, uh, you know, he gave a speech. And in the speech, he said, Now let's make our way to the Capitol building and cheer on our congressmen and senators as they stand against the election results. And again, you can get the exact, I don't have the exact quote here with me, but you can get the quote from him. Now, many people are saying that, well, the language he used was enough, you know, that it was a direct 
call for the Trump supporters to storm the Capitol building. Other people say that, no, he's just saying, let's go support our senators and congressmen, people, um, men and women, who support Trump. Let's go support them by protesting peacefully at the Capitol building. So you can you know, decide for yourself what you believe. And then he, all, President Trump also tweeted some things out of the same thing, of same fashion. And then later, Twitter uh, suspended President Trump's account um, indefinitely. And then uh, Trump came out later in a recorded statement, I believe, and said that he condemned the riots. So he spoke out against the riots and condemned the violence that occurred. So a lot of yeah things have happened. Now, Facebook has also suspended uh, President Trump's account, as pretty much all of social media, all the major social media sites have done. Now, there is another social media platform which is similar to Twitter called Parler. Maybe you've heard of that by now. Now, Parler uh, was starting to gain some popularity in the last several months because a lot of Republican and conservative, um, we'll say more of the prominent people on the right side of the political fence, we'll say, were banned already from Twitter. And so they were able to continue their conversations over on this uh, platform called Parler. And Parler has said that, you know, we support free speech. We do not support violence or calls to violence, which is illegal. But, you know, if you have just a different opinion about things, then we hold uphold your right to free speech and to have that conversation on that platform. So it is open to anyone, of course, but since a lot of the conservative voices were um, removed from Twitter or banned from Twitter, they kind of went to Parler. So Parler just, in that sense, became more of a right-leaning platform. And so Trump never, I don't believe, started an account on Parler, although I did see an account for Donald Trump Jr., as well as other uh, people that were suspended or banned from Twitter. Uh, And so just uh, the other day, Parler was, the app itself was removed from the Apple Store and also the Google Play Store. So they were taken off uh, by those um, websites or Apple, but those companies, I should say. so yeah, this is uh, a lot of crazy stuff is happening. Um, they're trying to basically now remove President Trump from office. So we'll see what happens. I mean, um, again, this, this is just my uh, opinion here and my uh, how I see things. But um, 
I don't think Trump will resign. Uh, it's just not the way he does things. I think he will hold out until the 19th or 20th. Um, I don't think he's going to do anything crazy because um, there, there's just no evidence of that to me. Uh, I think things will be, I mean, in terms of President Trump himself, I don't think uh, anything crazy will happen. I think he'll just kind of quietly uh, end out the last 10 days. I mean, there might be some additional presidential pardons, um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know what, would hap- what will happen. Um, they're going to file the articles of impeachment again. I don't know what can be done, even though there are 10 days left. I'm not um, expert on that and how that would proceed. Uh, but we do know that the Democrats are definitely going to to do that. Um, I think for me, the major issue here is the crackdown on the social media platform. So not only President Trump, but other uh, conservative people and voices have been suspended or banned from the major social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So that is kind of the major thing because, you know, once, you know, just just imagine if this hadn't occurred, if they peacefully protested, went to the Capitol and had the actual Senate senators and House of Representative um, representatives just, you know, speak out against the election count. Yeah, it's, it's like it's very likely that nothing would have changed. I mean, Biden still would have been affirmed. They just would have gone on record as uh, having uh, spoken out against the results. Who knows what would have happened? I, I don't think anything drastic would have changed. But now with this, you know, these rioters, there was no plan to do this, I, in my opinion. It was just something that you know, they felt, um, no, they might have planned. I mean, the few of them might have planned to do this in advance. Who knows? We don't, we won't really know uh, until we find out more. But it just seemed very unorganized. It seemed like there was no plan. They just ran in. Um, they stormed. They took selfies. I mean, they grabbed uh, property. Um, it was just kind of a, you know, just a thing to say they could do and take pictures and, it was just kind of a weird thing to do, but yeah, definitely one woman was killed for it. Other people died. And what was really gained from this, from the Republican perspective? Nothing. I mean, a lot was lost. So this was a, a terrible day, terrible decisions. But, you know, I can understand where people are angry. Um, they shouldn't have done this they shouldn't have caused violence i'm against all violence as you guys know but this was very hurtful to people on the right or conservatives or republicans however you want to to phrase that because now the left the democrats the liberals can use this as evidence that things are out of control and they need to bring on more regulations and claim even more power than 
they might have before. So we can end the episode here, but just to catch you up to date on the latest news and current events, I hope you guys are enjoying this series. If so, let me know, please. You can email me al at alsensei.com. If you uh, want to get back to the other things that we are doing, please let me know that as well. Whatever you're feeling, you can always email me. Please do so, al at alsensei.com. We're off to a new year, though. So new year of the English 2.0 podcast. I appreciate your support. And hopefully we can grow and grow and grow and keep getting better and bigger and bring you more and more. I'd like to try to do more episodes more frequently, but I can't do it without your support. So please share this episode if you found it interesting and useful. Share it with just one of your friends, your colleagues, your classmates, and I would appreciate that. Also, please leave a rating and review in the iTunes store, Apple Podcast Store, or Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you can. I would appreciate that. Thank you so much, and I will see you again on the next episode of the English 2.0 Podcast. And remember to always level up your learning and level up your life.